Hi friends, welcome to the Mecca Amadi podcast. My name is Mecca Amadi. The Lagos Business School is one of the few that have those accreditations in, in Africa, not just Nigeria. So um, there are three major accreditations for these top business schools in the world. There is the AMBA, there is okay. the ACCSB, and okay. there is the EQUIS. The difference, again, with somebody like me going into businesses, um, I, I got to learn a lot from everywhere I worked. I saw how my bosses manage people. I saw how they manage themselves during times of you know, crisis, yeah. um, hiring, um, sacking people. The good thing about... Welcome to a new episode. With me is Babatunde Akim Moses. Babatunde is currently the Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Sikamo Nigeria, an online peer-to-peer fintech leading platform connecting lenders and borrowers using technology based in Lagos. Since commencement in March 2019, the setup has facilitated the disbursement of about 1 billion naira between lenders and hundreds of borrowers who are mostly small businesses via its platform. Prior to Sikamo, Babatunde worked as a budget analyst at the Shell Nigeria Exploration Pollution Company Limited at the start of his career. He also worked as a consultant for KPMG and PwC between the year 2011 to 2018 before he left as a manager in the tax division. In 2018, Babatunde also had a brief stay at Pezisha, a peer-to-peer micro-lending marketplace based in Nairobi, Kenya. Babatunde graduated from Bowen University with a first-class degree in economics, enrolled into Lagos Business School, Pan Atlantic University in 2017 and earned his Master's of Business Administration in 2019. Babatunde is also a Chartered Accountant with the Institute of Chartered Accountants of Nigeria, ICANN. You're welcome, Babatunde. So good to have you. Yeah, thank you very much, Emeka. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Happy married life to you. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Today, if I give you two millionaire now and I wanted to be with you for one year, what will you do with the money? Well, there are, there are a number of things that can be done with the money, to be honest. I guess the first thing I'll ask you is to put it in Sycamore through our lending platform for for that one year, uh, okay. you know, so we can give it to borrowers and um, depending on your risk appetite, um, I mean, we can, we can also make alternative investments like um, maybe some equities, split it up into um, maybe some in civil. Civil is quite low. Okay. And, um, but I, I think one year would be too much to start an operational business. So it would be to start and profit from our operational business. So it will most likely be a passive type investment, which um, Sycamore will be the first option I'll give you. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. What language would you like to learn and why? Um, I, I think, interestingly, I mean, that, well, I think French. Okay. I've, been, I've had this back and forth with French for a long time. I've gone for lessons. I've gone for, I've taken programs and, you know, I've not just had the time to practice it. So if somebody, if I had to choose one, would, you know, go for go for French. And uh, I mean, that's, that's maybe after Mandarin and, and English, you know, French okay. is probably the most other. Okay. So what's your, what's your reason for choosing French? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like I said, as in after, you know, in terms of um, languages that you know are most spoken in the world. Okay, um, okay. You go to uh, English, uh, Mandarin. That's Chinese because of the population, and um, you know French. French. There are so many francophone countries, even in Africa. Exactly. And then, yeah, and then and then French also gives you a pathway to learn um, Spanish because there are some similarities. The similarities. Okay, that's great. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Baba Tunde, I'm very interested why 
you left all private schools that offers an MBA and then go for Lagos Business School. What's in Lagos Business School that caught your interest? Oh, okay. Interesting question. I I did my research about Lagos Business School and um, in terms of schools that were accredited for their MBA programs, right? Okay. Um, the Lagos Business School is one of the few that have those accreditations in, in Africa, not just Nigeria. So um, there are three major accreditations for these top business schools in the world, there is the AMBA, there is okay. the ACSB, and okay. there is the EQUIS. So those three accreditations, um, you find them in schools like Harvard, Oxford, all the big business schools. And in Africa, um, I'm not sure they are up to five with, with those three accreditations. And um, the Ghost Business School had two of them. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, looking at that and then other, other you know, other factors too, because um, the Ghost Business School started from a postgraduate program you know, before they went into their undergraduate program. So the school was actually set up to deal with higher level education as opposed to other schools in Nigeria that start with, you know, first degrees. Because business schools started from executive education, so they have more experience with that, not talk of the network opportunity. Exactly. exactly. This, is, this is very, very helpful. Uh, because I've been doing my own research on which uh, school to attend for MBA in okay. Africa. And yeah. then, so I have been like so much interested in Lagos Business School. That's why I was able to like reach out to you. Oh, you finished from Lagos Business School. You're very helpful in my in my research. Thank you. This is very, very helpful. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. Um, I noticed that you studied economics in your first degree, but yes. along the line, you switched to being a chartered accountant. Why yes. did you switch to a Counting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so interesting. It wasn't a very conscious switch, to be honest. Um, I think when I when I went to study economics, interestingly, my dad is a is a medical doctor, and initially, okay. yeah, he wanted me to study medicine and or well, medicine or engineering. That was a dream. But all of a sudden, uh, my last year in secondary school, he sort of persuaded me to go towards economics. Okay. And um, the idea was the general idea. The general idea was we were inspired by people like um, people in Obasan just first region, people like Soludo, people like um, exactly. Uh, was I was um, Konjo Iwela. You know, those people were big inspirations. So the idea after school wasn't very very clear. To be honest, um, okay. the only places I knew that were really using economics where maybe um, National Bureau of Statistics, F, World Bank. Um, and finally, I hadn't done any kind of research to understand the pathway to enter those places. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so when I came out of school, I looked at the places that, you know, were possible to actually uh, get a job and um, somehow, somehow, um, at, around that time, my my mind was towards more on, um, on consulting. Um, okay. My, consulting and I I you know after applying several places I, I you know I started my career with Cape well I did a short I started my youth service with Shell and um, the chance for retain, retention at Shell was going to be a contract job so I didn't want to stay exactly. and so I went into KPMG and um, uh, yeah and, and KPMG you know most um, career paths in KPMG once you're in consulting they'll make you do um um, I can. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so that was how my journey with accounting started. And accounting. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, it's it's been a blessing. Um, to be honest, I noticed it wasn't that bad. I really didn't like accounting at the time. Oh. If somebody told me I'll ever be a chartered accountant, I would have said it's a lie. Um, <laughs> because I, I always thought it was a very boring, boring area. But I mean, I'm a chartered accountant today, and um, I'm really exactly. grateful. 
for that experience. Exactly. Why am I asking these questions? Because I, I'm an accountant. Um, okay. Yes, that's my, that's my first degree. Uh, there's, there's always a debate between economics and accountants. Like, accountants are better than economists. This, <laughs> this talks are like, why did he switch from economics to accounting? I think our theory is, is, is taking form. <laughs> you, know, you know, the funny thing is, the thing about it is, a lot of us, when we invest, get proper career um, guidance. Exactly. Um, there are very few um, universities at undergraduate level in Nigeria that do career fairs. Exactly. Um, I know Covenant is one of the few. Um, exactly. AUN, AUN in um, Nandamawa is one of the few. Very few. Um, and you note, and if you see, those people have a, a more, a clearer, they have a clearer understanding of what they want to do because exactly. Um, yeah, one, companies are already coming to the schools to talk to them. Exactly. Um, and they already have They're asking idea. some questions. Exactly. They're asking questions. I didn't know KPMG existed um, oh. throughout my four years in university. Yes, I didn't know. Um, are you was, serious? Yeah, I had <laughs> no idea. I mean, then, um, social media wasn't this big. Exactly. Um, we just knew Facebook for posting pictures. Um, just, you know, it was very, it wasn't as, um, I mean, now you're seeing people in 200 level, they are writing really deep stuff on social media. Exactly. Um, are, you know, they're engaging and they're applying themselves. We, I, then I didn't understand this as an avenue to do so. Um, so the guidance didn't start so early, I guess. And again, look, even the even the guys that studied accounting in, as a first degree, right? Okay. I can't say that they got very good value because once they start ICANN or ACCA, they realize that a lot of the things that they've learned wasn't like, taught in school. Yeah, a lot of it, a lot of, a lot of what was taught in school wasn't isn't relevant to practice. Exactly. Isn't I thought I, I thought I thought that myself too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's so so even so even they are having to so a lot of accountants now who come out of school fine you have that your bsc accounting but um, in terms of learning how to practice accounting a lot of them will start afresh um, by doing either ICANN or acc at least well i have a lot of accounting friends so you know that's that's what i've observed wow, wow. this is this is very helpful this is very helpful about today what does it take to get into the big four the big four here is kpmg yes. uh price water house corpus and then yes. the deloitte and then the yes. inist and the young yes, how yes. can one get into this big four okay yeah so i mean um it's 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 actually simpler than a lot of people think mm. um, no i don't know okay, but, but you follow my um we, we follow each other on social media so yeah. i'm sure you know exactly that. um that write-up about the big four really blew up on linkedin yes people asking all sorts of questions they had thousands of views and you know and some people wanted to fight with me because of how simple i said the process was <laughs> <laughs> but really the truth is that the process was relatively simple um at the time in fact um if you know um fumi buckner who is hr madam yes I, yes i know her yeah she's the one that recruited me into kpmg i'll tell you for a fact eh? then when we when some of us were helping our shortlist cvs as a 2010 there were only three things sorry 2011 there were only three things that they were asking for before they invited people for interviews one okay. is two one and above so you invited people to write the assessment test okay once you make two one and above 
once you are 24 years old or less, okay. And once you have, sorry, is, is it that 26 or 25? I'm not quite sure, but one of them. And then the third requirement was five credits, including math and English. English. Okay. Yes. That's for, that's for WAIC, right? Or WAIC and NECO? WAIC and, uh, um, I think it's WAIC and NECO, SSC. So WAIC and NECO. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So either, either one. Once you make five credits and English, once you are less than the age um, barrier, which I think was twenty six, not even twenty four, twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Uh, and then once you make above, even if you studied, um, you know, even anything you study, even if you studied outside your first degree, they don't care. Wow. Um, yes. The, the the idea is that once you pass through, once you do the test and you can make it through the interview, they believe yes. that. You are sharp enough to be trained once you exactly. pass all the recruitment criteria. So as at then, it was relatively easy. Once you send your CV and you meet those three things, they will invite you for a test. Guaranteed. Okay. There's no except if you know something gets wrong with your CV or somebody mistakenly misses it. It was that easy. I think now, I think now the only difference, if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is that okay. most of them now have um, these automated as um, online assessment tests now okay. that they. Yes. So yes. some of those tests sometimes it's if you don't pass that test now, then I, I don't think you'll proceed. Uh, mm-hmm. And then some of them also have a personality test. I know PwC uses personality test, and that personality test can be very tricky um, okay. because no right, no right and wrong answer. No, I, I believe they are just looking for some consistency. Okay. Um, they're just looking for some consistency. So, so for the for the large part, right? If you have some, you have as long as long as you have those three things, right? You have almost an eighty percent chance of getting into any big four in this. In, in Nigeria, all all you need to do is then to make sure you prepare very well for the test, and then if if you are um, lucky to know maybe somebody like me, well, it's actually easy nowadays because we are so many of us on social media, right? A lot of people exactly. are you think you send an email, somebody exactly. will, somebody will oblige you. Um, so where a lot of people really struggle is really the is the test and the interview. So if you if you practice enough for the test, you pass the test, and you have somebody that has been through the process that can guide you through what the likely interview scenario will be. Um, you, can, you can scale it. It's actually not difficult. It's not difficult. It's just, it takes it takes a, a good preparation. So my first ever, before I even started my service, my first ever aptitude test was essential. And then... Okay. Knew nothing about aptitude test, so I wasn't well prepared, and I failed, of course. Um, wow. so, yeah, but as in then, I, w- I didn't have anybody to guide me. I didn't know anything about aptitude test. They said, "Oh, come around aptitude test." I was happy. I just went online, googled one or two questions. I said, oh, "This ones are easy." Only to get there, and I started sweating. You know. <laughs> Oh, is this it? You know, then <laughs> I went after the test, my eyes cleared and I went very aggressive. I started researching online. I started buying GMAT books, wow. practicing, practicing, practicing. So I practiced, you know, I practiced aggressively that when, when I wrote tests, I, I could tell if I passed or failed because I had practiced over That's and over so again. Then I started seeing questions that I even practiced, you know, so... Wow. So that that's really that's really the part of of um, getting in. If if you have those, if you meet those criteria, you study aggressively for the tests, and then look for um, go online, go on the different you know blogs, look out for people in social in, on social media that have been through the process. Um, exactly. In, you that that that's it. Yeah, that's that's very very helpful. Yes. Yeah, I, I think another another strong another strong um, method or medium where you can. Re- Get to like reach out to people who are working in those uh, those uh, organizations is via LinkedIn. A lot of yeah, them are 
on LinkedIn. Yes, practically everybody. Yeah, mm. exactly. And advice is free. You can always yeah. reach out to them and then say, "Please, I'm looking at like applying this organization. What do you think I I need to do to like get a big chance of getting the job?" Yes. People will be open to like help. Yes, people are. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. People are people are more open to help than a lot of people think. Exactly. Is is why you know some of us are always preaching that when you engage with um, some of these people, when you get the chance to engage with some of them online, that's good to be um, very courteous and respectful exactly uh, as much as you can um it's not every you know i see a lot of younger people getting into fights over politics and some other funny things and yeah i think they're just shooting themselves in the foot i think we've been engaging on social media for at least two to three years now right exactly Exactly. And um, I mean, when you asked for this, it was just a no-brainer. That, oh, okay, I know I'm, that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's a nice guy. So there's no um, there's no big deal. Just imagine if maybe we had an argument and you said, Tunde, you have to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. So I, I guess, uh, I mean, I, I like the way you coordinate yourself. So, so I mean, you know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Tunde. I appreciate it. You're welcome. When did you know the right time to switch from career, that's an employed job, a paid job, to entrepreneurship? Okay, that's a deep one too. So for me, right, um, right from the get-go, I think when I finished, the year I finished, I made up my mind I was going to be an entrepreneur, right? But the path I decided to take, I looked at a lot of people that I considered mentors early on, and I tried to look at their own trajectory. So what I noticed was um, they they usually work for, they usually work for, you know, at least five to 10 years before they launched out. That's a lot of people I looked up to. Um, I could tell that I mean, I, I knew there were a lot of people that came out of school and just went straight into business. But those those are people that already have very clear skills. Like maybe okay. somebody was a maybe a um, developer or a fashion designer, or yeah, art, something like that. Yes. Um, I didn't. I, I at the time I didn't think I had any skill that was so clear cut. I mean, I knew that I was quite diligent at my work and my schoolwork, and you know had a good attitude to work right from day one. But uh, that wasn't something I was going to anybody was going to pay me for. So. Yeah. Um, what I decided to do was, you know what, I'm going to work. Let me look for somewhere good to work for five to ten years. Okay. And then I would make that transition after the idea was to save up to that time. Um, I have a cushion to then make that transition. So that's not exactly what happened. Um, I ended up, well, I did work for, say, six to seven years. Okay. Um, I had moved to PwC. Okay. And then um, the idea of going to business school came and okay. um, I just said, you know what, um, if if I could make manager in a big four, um, okay. I mean, manager is like a good milestone, right? Uh, it's, exactly. a good, it's a good point to, even if you exit as a manager, if you come back, you come back as a manager, which is a good thing about the big four. Like I can always go back to PwC or KPMG today, for instance. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, because I didn't leave on a bad note. They'll always be happy to take me back. Exactly. Exactly. So the idea was um, go to business school and after business school, um, try out, um, do this, um, give this entrepreneurship thing a shot. And uh, and let's see how it goes from there. Um, Worst case, right? I already had experience, already manager. um, And you have a network? I have a good network. So the um, the truth is that any 
regardless of what happens, you know, I had already sort of set a minimum benchmark of which worst case would be to go back to PWC um, or KPMG. Um, hopefully, it won't come to that, but um, that is always on the table if if necessary. Um, so I I sort of my own approach was to take a very patient approach, build experience, build skills, uh, and get like you said a good network of people. Exactly. Um, if I ever wanted to go back to paid employment, it would be very very easy. Um, so that that was my own kind of approach. So that transition was easier for me because I was already chartered. Um, I'm already a manager. Um, exactly. I had experience. Um, so, so I said, okay, you know what? This is a good time. And again, I, I also watch people that are taking a similar approach, right? Um, yes. The former former minister of investment and trade, that was similar thing to what he did. Um, okay, in Elema. I mean, okay. he went, he was in KPMG. He went to Harvard for his own um, MBA. And MBA. Then, yeah. And then he came back and, you know, he, he started, instead of rejoining, he started, he went into business, which is um, Africa Capital Alliance. So that was the okay, private okay. equity yeah. firm that financed MTN. So, I mean, I just looked at those guys and other examples. So I said, okay, well, this this seems like a very reasonable approach, right? Exactly. Um, it's easier than just waking up and quitting your job. And then uh, walking walking into entrepreneurship, that's like hellfire. You understand? Yes, exactly. And again, the, the difference again with somebody like me going into businesses, um, I, I got to learn a lot from everywhere I worked. I saw how my bosses manage people, I saw how they manage themselves during times of you know crisis, yeah. um, hiring, um, sacking people. The good thing about consulting is that you start to manage a, a team from a very young age. So mm. from your second year, you can be managing a team of four or five people. It's a third year, fourth year. Once you're a manager, you're managing up to 20 people. So, yeah, I mean, you have, we have Tunde now, for instance, I was 27. Um, I mean, I, I was managing several several teams of so many people. So I already learned, you know, that... To manage people. People, um, which are things you need to learn, which I, I see a lot of um, first-time entrepreneurs struggle Struggle, struggle with really, struggle with rather it's not really their fault they also don't have the experience um, exactly meet people before you just started a business um, and you know you're you're grappling with how to hire how to fire and all those stuff i mean it's still a struggle don't it's not i'm not saying it's easy but it's, it's easier because we've seen you other people have tactics and then you've learned exactly. from other people's experience other people's experience exactly so um yeah that that, that was really um the transition story yeah thank you apart from the network uh, the place you worked before uh, that's the skill. Uh, yeah. do, do you also look at the finance too? Like you need to like have a certain amount of money before you can then walk away. Yes, yes. Um, yes, that's, that's, that's very critical. I didn't, I didn't stress that part so much because, I mean, that was exactly what happened in, in my case too. Um, okay. yeah, you, need to, you, need to, you need to have something to sustain yourself or your business if you are drawing a salary for maybe six to six to 12 months okay. um, if you want to go into business uh, off the bat at least that's what okay. i would that's what i would recommend that you know you have if nobody if you're not getting you know some sort of investment immediately you need to have some kind of okay this money would find, would at least pay for your basic expenses exactly for six months to one year before you plunge because um, the business might not make money as quickly as you expect. So you need exactly. to have that you need to have that um, that um, in, in mind too. Yeah. Thank you so so much. Thank you today.
watch out for episode 2 on the Retalk with Abatunde next week, Saturday. Thank you.